Cheers, buddy. Cheers to you. Oh, oh, and, mine's and, going everywhere. And, and happy new year. Oh, did I shake that? What's no. my deal? Uh, you got the shakes? I got the shakes. Oh, no. Now you have to drink it faster. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the Dad Life Podcast. Ooh, I'm Chris. I'm Ryan. I didn't ruin a thing. I didn't get one drop on any electrical equipment. That's a miracle. Happy 2023, Whoops. everybody. The happy date freaking new year. today is January 6th. And uh, back in 1986 is when the Bears won the Super Bowl. The Bears. <laughs> Do you remember the that Bears. team? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Jim Who Mc... doesn't remember the Bears? Jim McMahon days. The glasses, the that... sweater vest. I think they did a, a stupid rap. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Jim McMahon. Oh, uh, shit was hurting. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> but they, at least they're not the pack. Let's be honest. The right? only reason I remember that date <laughs> at all was uh, Bill Schwarzky's super fans from Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. That's yeah. why they, I remember that date. Where they hit themselves in the chest every time they eat exactly. all their copious amounts of meat. Exactly right. Um, as we always do, Chris and I are drinking a beer. And actually, we have to give a shout out to uh, Chris's wife, Jen. She found these at the grocery store. This is Uenta Brewing. It's a local Utah brewer, and they did some ski resort-themed brews. And I'm drinking a Powder Mountain Pills. And what do you got over there, Chris? I'm drinking the the Brighton IPA. Um, and you know what's cool about your can is that you got a little got story. The bus. the bus, the Powder Mountain bus. That's uh, a that's a that's storied a thing. It is a story thing. And now that you've put me on the spot. And I don't have time to look it up on the internet. You can't remember the dude's name. Can't remember the dude's but name. But there is a guy, and he is notorious for for driving that Powder Mountain shuttle up and down oh, the road, picking name? up all the backcountry pack country skiers. Uh, what is his name? He's gone. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, and I think they named the route after. They him. did. They named they named the route after him. He was awesome. Um, in high school, we used to ride up with him all the time, and then he was there until well after college. You're looking it up. You'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and Uena, we've drank their beers yeah. quite a few times, and they teamed up with, it looks like, Brighton, Deer Valley, and Potter Mountain. Yep. And also partnered with the Utah Avalanche Center is uh, like your- a little rescue is place. Is your, your spot that you go and check the Abbey conditions yeah, before yeah, yeah. you go out in the backcountry. So, you know, we're supporting a good cause. Absolutely, we are. And uh, today's a, a good day. We're We're into January. And uh, we have a special guest coming in, coming in hot before we dive into everything. Um, I'll give a little intro. Uh, today we're talking to, of course, a dad. And uh, this is a, a gentleman I've known for over 20 years. Uh, been one of my good pals, best friends uh, since high school. Uh, did not grow up in Utah. I actually grew up outside of Utah, moved here in high school where we first met. Played sports together, won state championships together. Uh, played soccer together. Dude is just uh, the heart and soul, uh, quality good dude. And uh, uh, what, are you, what are you now, Ashton? The goat of solar? Is that what we're going to call you? <laughs> I'm just a regular dude that knocks on a lot of doors to sell <laughs> solar panels. Yeah. I think you're a little bit more than that, but you, you can say you're just a regular dude that knocks doors. Um, Ashton, to, you know, you're on the you're on the dad life. Tell us how you got to be a dad. You know, give us a little background. Man, I am so excited to be on the dad life. My buddy Ryan Munchen Munson has <laughs> uh, been running this dad life podcast for a while, and I've, I'm like, "Hey, dude, I'm a dad. I want to, I want to be on this. Hook get, it up. Me, get me on the show, bro." Yeah. So I became a dad 12 and a half, almost 13 years ago. I've got four daughters. Dad to the max. Wow. God bless you, sir. College. <laughs> yeah. I wrestled at high school and college, and was planning my life around having like. 
forcing my my kids don't have to do any i'm not gonna force them to do anything except my boys had to wrestle and god was like jokes <laughs> no, no. on you man you're not getting any you're not getting any boys but i love being a girl dad i absolutely love it my wife would joke with me sometimes when my girls will show me something i'll be like ah you know like just, oh, 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 she's like you were made for this. You were made for this. <laughs> so I've got four. I've got four daughters. I've got a, a twelve, almost thirteen year old. My nine year old's going to be ten in a couple of days, and then a five and a half year old and a two year old. So Nuts. a bit of a gap. Nuts. But, uh, yeah, we love them. You're a crazy so. man. Um, now you don't don't have to put you on the spot, but put you on the spot. Are you guys done, or is there more? That was well. That was my done. very next that's question. It. Now that's Done. it. Donezo. Closing the book. right for the jugular out of the start, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> I just want to know. Just making sure, you know. Got to know how many buzzwells we got to support around here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. no, we're done. Dude, bless you, sir, man. Um, you are our second four-daughter guest. Yes. That's yep. pretty great, man. And both out of state. Both not from yeah, Utah. very true. Ashton, I got a question for you, man. Um, what brought you from wherever you were living, I, I missed that intro, to Utah to go to high school? Uh, my dad just had different jobs. He worked in commercial real estate. So I was born in Colorado. Okay. Went to kindergarten there. Moved to or moved to Kansas. Sorry, I feel like I was raised in Kansas from first grade to the start of eighth grade. Moved to Montana for eighth and ninth grade. And then moved before before sophomore year started, so I could get down there for football, where I met Ryan. Okay, uh, I, I moved to Utah, so I was uh, I went to Weber High, do or die with Ryan, sir, <laughs> and uh, lived lived in Utah. Let's see, until twenty ten, Thanksgiving of twenty ten. So I was there from like ninety seven. I served a Mormon mission and some other things, so I wasn't always there, and I I sold satellites and alarm systems door to door during the summertime. So I was gone during the summer, but I would always come back to Utah. Okay. So I was there for quite a few years. Man, that's Utah's a lot of moving around. Most of the time, most of the time when people move that much, it's uh, because of the military, but just for, for dad's um, real estate business, that's, that's incredible. That's a lot of moving. Yeah. Was that rough on you as a kid or were you you're like accustomed to it? How does that, how did that go? It became a major, when people ask like what makes up me, a few, a few things make up who I am. One's that I come from a big family, eight kids, another that I'm a man of faith, another wrestling. And one that I always share is that I moved around a lot as a kid. Um, as a kid, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, awesome dude. I get to move. Yeah. Again. No, again? I, I got you. That'd be you're, tough. You know plant where you're at, become great friends with a lot of people. And then, Oh, we got to go. Like that wasn't fun. But what it did for me is it helped me be more empathetic and compassionate mm -hmm. for the one, because I be, I was the one, I yep. was the one that didn't, didn't have anybody to sit with at lunch and was looking for my brother that was in the same school as me. Like where's Tyler or where's Blake, you know, yep. depending on where we moved to. Luckily for me, I was fast and we, I had football, so I became I became known a little earlier on than some that would move to new places because I had some athletic skills that people were like, "Whoa, okay, he's fast, and <laughs> and he can hit hard." You know, like that became a, a blessing for me. But anyway, yeah, I I it, it was something again. Like I, as a kid, I wasn't a fan of, but as an adult, I'm super super grateful for. Yeah, I think I, I think we talked about it on the podcast actually before where where people don't grow up 
in a bubble, whether that be Utah or anywhere else, right? Where it's, you know, the same people your entire life, it's a bubble, you're used to it, you're comfortable. And then, you know, going outside of that can make you, you know, look at the world differently. And uh, yeah, Ashton was one of those people that just came in immediately. And yeah, he, I think he's being a little, uh, I don't know, bashful if you want to call it, but Ashton was a hell of an athlete. Um, I watched Ashton wrestle at the uh, University of North Carolina uh, when I was in Tennessee. Uh, he, you won two collegiate national championships or one at Rick's one, one, yeah, one, yeah, dude's a stud and don't ever wrestle him cause he'll murder you. National, we're talking to a national champion. We're talking to a national champion. What, wow. what was your weight back then? Ashton in college, 157, 157. Who yeah. was the, uh, the school to beat where it was at UNC? Like that was the, you know, the kind of the team that was feared in college wrestling or, what was the Penn State is Penn State is now it was always like historically it's always Iowa yeah Iowa Iowa State Minnesota always had good teams Oklahoma 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 State okay UNC actually for me wasn't uh, some people are hardcore UNC fans I I wasn't <laughs> before and I actually still am not like there's some people that are just hardcore because of Michael Jordan and whatever and right. I'm still not even though I went there um, but it was a really cool opportunity they gave me a great scholarship to a really really good education. And, uh, and so I went there. So that's, yeah, where, that's nice. how I ended up there. We won't tell them, we won't say where you ended up. Probably the worst school you could ever pick, but that's fine. You know, we make choices in I life. I would have, I would have gone to BYU out of high school, but they <laughs> dropped their wrestling program right out of, right out, right, like our junior year. So Sounds I, like an excuse. I couldn't, I couldn't go. <laughs> well, I should have gone and wrestled for their non-existent program. I, I just kidding. You start a side club, just wrestling, Ashton's wrestling club. <laughs> That I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. But no, yeah. it's uh, you know, Ashton and I, I don't know. We just, uh, I think we bonded quickly over, you know, just certain aspects of of our life. I think it's probably what makes us good sales guys as well. Is we we aren't afraid to walk into a room and, and talk to whoever, um, which I always appreciate. You know that that type of personality. Um, but I, I think bringing up that you know type of work or or sales or whatever you want to talk about, Ashton, can you talk a little bit about how do you balance? Because you've also been a rock star in your work career. You've uh, you've won Teslas. You've won, you know, time after time sales competitions. You now are training other sales guys in the solar industry every day. You know that puts you on the road quite a bit, which which I know about. I know a thing or two about being on the road. Can you talk a little bit about how that affects you know being a dad and and for the four girls at home and your wife? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm in the process of writing a book, I was going to write it a, uh, called the balanced life and my audience was going to be dads. And then our buddy, Ryan Garrett Pearson said, dude, that's too broad. Like that's, you need to narrow it down to like a really niche. So it's going to be the door, the balanced life for door to door salespeople. Ooh. And then I actually got invited to speak at a, uh, a conference for a sales organization, not in door to door, not in solar. And I considered like, being a speaker for other people. Cause if I can go out and be a successful door to door salesperson, anybody could, anybody should be able to sell if you're getting leads. And there's, I kind of, I'm kind of uh, an expert in the pit of sales. Yeah. So if, if anybody can get good at that, <laughs> then you can get good at lots of other different sales things. So I'm probably going to, it's probably going to be the, the balanced life for sales professionals. But the, the way that I, one of the things I've, I feel like I've been able to do as a dad and the, the misnomer in the book and in my, thought process about it is there's no such thing as balance 
okay. it's it's all about harmony. And what what I'm looking for and what we're all looking for as dads is harmony in our home, harmony in our relationships with our spouse, harmony in our relationships with our kids. And then also that extends then out outside of the house into harmony with our, our body, sure. harmony with our work, right? And so you're never going to have a balanced life. You're going to spend more time working unless you hit it rich early mm-hmm. and decide never going back to work again, you know, but a lot of people will hit rich and golf for a year or two and then be like, all right, I want to go where I need to do something, you yep. know? Um, but where the, where the balance has come, cause I have traveled the last two and a half years more than I ever have in my life in January this month, I'm going to travel a bunch and a couple of things have helped me make sure that I maintain balance and I, I, and, and or have harmony. And a lot of it is having some non-negotiable things around things that are important for my for me, which okay. my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my God, those are like my top three things, right? Then my relationship with my body. So I have some non-negotiable things around that. And one of the ones that has paid, paid so many dividends that I just would recommend to every single dad out there is to have a non-negotiable date with your kid. And it, it could be a daddy-daughter date or a daddy-son date but a, a dedicated date that they know every single month that they're going to have a, a dedicated time. I can't tell you how much my girls look forward to that and how much I look forward to that Yeah, and how close we are because of once a month we're going on a date and we spend time together and, and I'm not on my phone and I'm just with them and 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 then they also see that with my wife. I go on a da- on, a, on a date with my wife every single week. Okay. And I think that that's one of the most crucial things that any dad of a daughter could do is is date their their mom mm-hmm. and show them how to treat and take care of their mom. Um, but just doing those two simple things: a date with my wife every week and a date with my kids every single month has really brought a lot of harmony within my relationships with with them. Yeah, because it's it's individual time and and we just we just love we all love it. I love it. They love it. It's been amazing. So if you take January, for example, and you're going to be on the road for however long, do you plan those four particular dates out before you plan your travel or you just try and squeeze them in when you're home? So that's great. My every Tuesday night is non-negotiable daddy daughter date. Okay. so when I'm in town, it's that. And if I and so as I plan my month. If I know I'm going to be out of town on one of, on somebody's daddy daughter date, then I'll need to I need to move it right. I need to Got I need it. to move it up or down. If there's five if there's five Tuesdays in a month, that gives me a little bit more flexibility. Yep. If I'm home for all Tuesday all five Tuesdays, then the fifth Tuesday, dad gets to choose. So usually I do a, a daddy daughter 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 date. So I take all the girls nice. and we all go do something fun together. But so yeah, so I'll plan my month out, and I, if there's a Tuesday that's going to be missed. Jane gets the first Tuesday, Ruth gets the second, Hallie the third, Ruth the fourth. Um, so, or Hazel the fourth, sorry. So if, if one of those gets mixed around, then I just reschedule those. Okay. I like it. I might have to steal that. I have so much to ask because it's Hit that was a lot to, to take in, and there was a lot of inspirational things that, um, that came with that. Um, exactly. I, I will uh, mirror what Ryan said. I think I might steal that as well. That's such an important thing. And the relationship between um, the harmony between you and, and mama, 
is is huge, right? Yeah. Um, mom and dad still have to be husband wife, you know, yep. boyfriend girlfriend still that has to stay super strong because yep. it's so easy to to drift into just mom and dad and not be husband wife and. Yep. It, it's super it's super hard to keep that intact all the time so it's an inspirational to hear you say all those things um where was your inspiration for all these ideas did you have somebody that you know you looked up to with these types of ideas yeah so i, I you know in life and through church through my parents through just family they always say date your wife and i as i've gotten older and as I've seen people not date their spouses and really just the compound effect, right? It just kind of, just kind of go with the flow. And, and I, I became, I was asked to be a bishop at church like seven years ago mm -hmm. and can't believe it's been that long. It's crazy. But at that point I was the national sales director. I was the top sales rep for my company. I was running the San Diego team. I was, I was all these things already and a dad and a husband. I was always just already crazy busy. And now I'm adding an extra 20 hours a week or something like that on top yeah. of that. And I decided at that point, so I had, we, my wife and I dated, you know, kind of just off and on. It wasn't like it, it was a non-negotiable that we had to do it. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was like, this, your, my relationship with you is my most important earthly relationship. Our, our appointment for our date is the most important appointment of my life. And I had somebody, I, I can't remember where I heard it, but somebody said, treat it like an investment, like you would in your, you're investing your money and you want your money to do really well. And you're taking care of that or your business to do really well. You nurture that. Mm -hmm. Like you, you treat that time as an investment, go to nice places. Yeah. I, Cause I, when we date, I would kind of just like, Hey, we can, you know, go to this place. It's good enough. Right. But then I was like, no, dude, I, that, that, so seven years ago, we made, I made that decision. Her and I made that decision together. Yes, this, we have to go on a date every single week. And for the whole time I was a bishop, we missed maybe, except for when I was out of town and I wasn't out of town as often. Uh, I, we missed maybe two or three times in five years. It was incredible. Nice. Every single week we would go on a date. Since then, I've been promoted and I've been traveling a little bit more. But every week I'm in town, we don't miss. Yeah. And so I was just taught that. Then I had a, a, a mentor say to me once, because I was talking to him about our dates. He said, man, as often as you date your wife, that's how often you should date your kids. And I was like, dude, I got four daughters. I can't be going on five <laughs> dates a week. <laughs> like, like, I can't right. do that. And he's like, well, you should. And I was like, well, how about I go on a date a month with them? I got four daughters. Yeah. I can split that across four weeks. And then keep going on a date with mom, and so that's what I that's what I pivoted to was that, and and uh, so that's where I got the ideas, and they they've worked out great. It's oh. it sounds it sounds simple. Um, it obviously isn't as easy as it sounds, uh, but it also sounds perfect. I like yeah. it. It sounds really cool. It is not simple. Courtney tried to do this for Father's Day with me. <clears throat> and had individual monthly dates planned out. Mm -hmm. Kind of to your point, Ashton, like really nice stuff, like really fun, like doesn't have to be expensive, but things that we both really enjoyed. And we made it through, oh man, we probably made it through July, like consistently doing it. No, I'll, I think September. I think we did like four or five. Three, and then, three, four months. Yeah. And then it was just like, just, we just, you know. Life, life continues to slap you in the face. It does. And I only have two kids, so... I don't even have an excuse. I can't talk to Ash, and I have to call him an author here. Well, soon. he sounds it's like ridiculous. he's got a ton of time on his hands. <laughs> he he should write a book now. Yeah, yeah. 
ton of time. <laughs> He's got nothing else going well, on. <laughs> um, is there anything else you can make us feel bad with, <laughs> sir? Come on, dude. <laughs> we are the worst dad. This is today. Does that? Does that? <laughs> this is the, well. This is I'm the last dad life podcast we're gonna do. No. Wow. <laughs> this is it. We're done. That's it. <laughs> I want to ask a question at the the beginning of the the topic. You said find harmony rather than balance because balance sounds like okay. I give fifty percent here yeah. and fifty percent here. As far as finding harmony, every single um, not. To, let's say task or or goal you attack with 100% fervor and that is finding the harmony and 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 going at it as as hard as you can is that kind of the sentiment you meant by that the, well so the harmony is like in harmony is what we all want like again that's a word that's not really commonly talked about or used sure but we want harmony in our lives we want peace we want right? Some, some, some steadiness. Those are some things that we want that we may or may not, we want happiness, but happiness comes when you have those other things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so the, the harmony component of it is, is really just, and, and it is not, it's a, it's a borrowed idea. I didn't create it on my own. I heard it one time from a guy that was like, that, that he talked about harmony. It was a BYU professor. I don't remember his name. But I was like, yes, dude, that is brilliant. That's sorry. I said BYU there. Well, I, I was going to say he's, he was probably a guest speaker. He was probably a he guest. He was probably from the U. He was probably from anywhere but BYU, but that's fine. Uh. Anyway, he, he talked about this principle about harmony and my wife and I talked about it. And, and you know, it's interesting for, for harmony with my wife, we both have to want that. Yeah. It doesn't mean I, if I'm the only one that wants harmony then it's not going to really work, right? We both strive for that. But one thing I realized with my life, and maybe this probably isn't universal, but I'm an extra, way extroverted guy. I love being around people. She's an introvert. Also loves being around people, but just likes to have her own time and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Different opposites attract. When I gave her the prime time workout time in the morning, where it was just her alone time, and I wanted that prime time alone. Like now we, our kids are a little bit older and we could, we feel comfortable both running or leaving yeah, the house. Leaving the house. To, and yep. the kids were there. Right. But, but when we, when the kids were younger, there was one person that could be gone. Yeah. Right. And I gave her that prime time time, but because I did, she got re like re-energized every single morning that brought so much harmony to our relationship because she needed that. And I needed to give that to her. Yeah. Right. I, I could go work my tail off and be gone, you know, working hard, be gone early in the morning and working late at night and just like working my guts out to try to get the solar rocket ship off the ground. As long as I gave her her early morning workout time, uh, that was that was critical. So it was dad in our home. making breakfast and getting kids out to school kind of a thing. Yeah. Is that what, yeah. What? And so I, part of my job that not everybody gets to do, which I'm super grateful that I get to do when I was a kid, my dad was gone in the morning, but he yep. was there at night. My, my business is mostly I'm in home. I'm in people's houses when they're home, which is after the, you know, after they come home from work. Yep. Mm -hmm. So my morning time is very sacred to me. And I, I wake up the girls, I, feed them breakfast. I get them ready for school. And then I walk them to school or now I walk them to that. We moved and now I walk them to the school bus. That's super sacred time for me. And it's really 
a really powerful bonding time for us in the morning. Um, but it also allows Lydia to do her thing, right? So yeah. she knows I'm going to take care of that morning stuff unless I'm traveling. And it, it, it helps just with the harmony all around with her and I. So that's, that's, that's not the, the, the arrow, all you dads out there, you just let your wife work out in the morning. That's you not may the, not be able to do everything. The mean, but it might be. I don't know. I don't know. It's been for us. That's awesome. So yeah. how did, I'm, I'm trying to think back because you've been now in San Diego because you're currently in San Diego and you've been at the house that you've been at now for over, over like six, almost 10 years, right? No, we moved. We moved. We moved like eight days before the Rona shut down California. So we moved in 2020, March of 2020. Wow. For some reason, yes. but you've been in San, yeah. how long have you been in San Diego? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I've been in, Sa- I've been in San Diego for 12 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm been thinking more of. Got it. Yeah. Well, you got to say, I think one of the coolest things that I always look forward to seeing on social media, you got to tell us about your new year's tradition that you do now at the house that you guys are currently in. When it so hits, when it hits our, midnight. It's a good one. Yeah. And my dad sent me a really cool text. I, I, I had never thought of this. I want to put this out there to the dads that are listening and to you guys. He said, you're making Olympic, what do you say? Olympic, Olympic size memories. And our, our, my, and I was like, yeah, dude, that's what I'm trying to do for my kids, man. Make, have these yep. big, awesome memories, but then also just have the regular, regular stuff that you spend time with them. But anyway, on New Year's Eve, best party of the year, every year, you guys are invited. Come on down. Uh, San Diego, we do a polar plunge party to bring in the new year. I've got a pool in my backyard and it's a, and people give me a hard time because there's like, is there such a thing as a polar plunge in, in San, San Diego? Diego? And the answer is yes. <laughs> Enough bags of ice, it will. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> in the wintertime, my pool gets below 50 degrees. Ooh. When we jump in. So it's like 48 degrees, 46 degrees sometimes. Yep. That's, when we're that qualifies. In. I don't care I can where attest. you're at. That's cold. Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> yep. Um, so we do, a, we do a Twinkie eating contest. We do left, right, center. Somebody walks away with, you know, everybody gets a four, four quarters and somebody will walk away with $8 or $12. That's or a great game. We have a couple different groups, right, that they are, they're all play in. And Twinkie contest is a major hit. Every, everybody loves to do it. Try Ooh. to eat as many t- Twinkies as you can in three minutes. Ooh, oh, this no year, thanks. the winner What's the record? Eleven Twinkies in his stomach after oh, three minutes. Yeah, and like a white face, dude. That the rookie Mm-mm. of the year came on. He pounded four <laughs> Twinkies in a minute, and I was like, "Holy!" I was actually in like 35, 40 seconds. I'm like, "Dude, this guy's gonna take it home." And they barfed. And he ended with five. Yeah, he ended with five. <laughs> after that first floor, it hit him. His face went white, like and the same color as the filling. And he was just like, I'm out. One more in the rest of the time. I'm out. Yeah. He's been training like Kobayashi. But, <laughs> yeah. Done. But then, uh, then we go jump in the polar plunge, man. And my kids absolutely love it. And so do I because they love it so much. And yeah. It's just something that they talk about with all their friends. One of our buddies said, we spent all this money on vacations and all these things. And we asked our daughter what was her favorite thing of the year. And she said, poor punch at the Buzzwell's house. <laughs> so nice. Olympic size memories is what we're going for. Olympic size. Well, I think that's what we're doing too. I think, you know, Chris and I have talked about this before, but, you know, this year, and it wasn't just this year, but we did it again this year where you know, my, my kids don't need for anything. They don't, you know, they don't need more junk. They don't need more toys. They don't need more electronics and so Courtney and I just we have our little Christmas savings account that we uh, end up you know cashing out in November and then we go on a trip like I'd rather create memories 
of going somewhere new that they've never been, then give them something that, you know, to open at Christmas. Of course, they get their little stuff from Santa and from grandparents and cousins and things, but I would much rather just make a memory and go just somewhere fun that they'll never, they'll never forget getting freaked out by a bunch of birds in Florida this year. They'll never forget it. They were terrified out of their minds. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. With you on that. Yep. I don't have a pool. I'm not an author. I don't sell solar. So maybe one day. <laughs> hey, we're hiring. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> I'm itching to retire. He got me thinking. Um, so I, we, you know, just as the, the lay person, the listeners, um, Ashton moved from Utah to California, San Diego, 2010, and is now into the solar industry. Um, how did you get into it and why San Diego? I actually moved to San Diego when I, in 2010, because I started some businesses with my oldest brother. Okay. He's a big time, big time entrepreneur. And we started a carpet recycling business and a cement powder business. Kind of carpet recycling. The wall. Yeah. When I was third in third grade, I wanted to grow up and do carpet recycling. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it sounds interesting. <laughs> like I had, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. Nobody ever has. And I know way more about carpet than I've ever wanted to know. Um, it, uh, it fell on its face. I, I paid my tuition to the school of hard knocks. I'll tell you what we did with it. Cause it's like, what do you do with recycled carpet? We, the top fibers in carpet are actually really valuable okay. and really um, heat resistant. So the nylon fibers get recycled into car plastic usually. Oh. So it gets mixed in with the black plastic because it's more heat resistant plastic. There you go. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> so that's, that's where it made We're learning, fun. dude. It's exciting. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> so I did that for a year and then I, I, uh, I sold LED lighting for a year. Then I did. I sold the business networking group for a year and then a friend of mine that I had sold satellites and, and alarms with during college called me and said, Hey man, I'm leaving alarms and going to solar. Trust you more than anybody else. I know I want to have you fly up to corporate to see if I'm making a good decision. I knew he was going to try to recruit me, but I got up there and I was like, it's worth a look though. And I went up there and absolutely fell in love with solar. It doesn't usually cost a penny to do. People will either swap their power bill or get a savings and it's better for the world environment. Like everybody wins in it. It's like my, the favorites, my most favorite seller I've ever, ever sold. So that's how I got into it. I've been in it nine years now, which is kind of a, a dinosaur in solar. Mm-hmm. Some, some people call me the goat. I don't know that I'm, I'm the goat, <laughs> but I just have been in it for a really long time and done well. So I've racked up a lot of installs and a lot of experience. So. And now you travel the world and uh, we're, we're okay to talk about the company name, right? We don't have any. Yeah. Legacy cool Power. Yeah. So Legacy yeah. is, I think you'll see them all over the place. I saw them. They had sponsored. Oh gosh. There was a NBA game on the other day and Legacy was on the, on the court. And I was like, yep, there's Ashton's company. So yeah, you, yep. now you go around and they basically have little pockets right throughout the country that have sales teams and you go out and train and that's kind of your gig now, right? Yeah. 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 I do. I, I'm, I'm. I explained my role that I put fuel on the fire where we need fuel and plug holes where we have plug, like where we need to plug holes. I don't know that I, my role isn't just a train, but I do travel around a bunch and we have kind of our main areas where we really, really do well. Uh, we sponsor the Utah Jazz and, yeah. and, uh, you know, we have, we have some good, good things going on for our company and, and it's really, really fun to be a part of. So I travel all over North, I mean, East Coast, West Coast, Texas. Kind of all over the place. So 
All right. Off the wall question. Yeah. Since you travel and you've traveled most of our country, give me your favorite city. Not that you have to live in it, but your favorite one. You're like, dang it. I like the city. Dude, that's tough. Put you on, on the, spot. the spot, dude. Favorite city. Man, that is a tough question, dude. So honestly, San Diego. Really? I know that sounds that sounds it's really stupid. cliche. Yeah, that's it's real that cliche. <laughs> I fall I have fallen more and more in love with this with the place that I live, uh, which has been great. My wife, when we moved there, there was a chance for us to move to Chicago. And I was like, honey, we may have to move to Chicago. And she was like, We'll come Ooh. visit, but we're not leaving. <laughs> I was like, Okay. All right, I guess we're staying. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah. But uh I like that. I've, I've Strong lady. More and more in love with, yeah, with my own city. Um, I recently traveled dude, to some. There's some really really cool cities in, uh, in Europe, and I came back from a service trip in Cape Town. That's a freaking cool city. There's yeah. some really cool international cities out there. Yeah, uh, if I could live anywhere yeah. in the world. It's not San Diego. I might move to Kaikoua, New Zealand. I was going to say New Zealand. I knew that was coming. But yeah, yeah. I knew New Zealand would be in there. Um, Yeah, yeah. No, internationally, it's a whole. That's an entirely different ballgame. There are so many cool cities worldwide that you know I definitely haven't been to, but I've been to a few that are by far and away very cool. That we could we could do a whole podcast just about cool places in the world for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Chris, did you have any other burning questions? I got one more. But a couple. Um, so one of eight kids, where do you fall in the, the line of eight? Number four. Number four, third, right? In, third boy, fourth child. And how many years from, I mean, ballpark, I don't have to do math, from first to last? That's a, uh, 17. 17. My oldest brother was 17 when my little sister was born. Yeah. Okay. But there's we we actually the first five of us were really really close. There, my oldest brother was five when the the fifth child was born. Okay, and it goes boy girl boy boy boy. So the five yeah. of us are like really really close in age. Yeah, and my sister that's the second child is tougher than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Played college sports and and uh, you know because we kind of just didn't take it easy on her and she didn't take it easy back. But that was uh, and are you guys into a lot of my are you guys up. all over the place as far as locations? We are now, yeah. Half half of uh, half of the kids still live in Utah. One in Tremont, one in Pleasant View, two in North Salt Lake, and then the other half of us two are in San Diego. Me and my oldest brother, and then two are in Portland. So oh my wow! Little brother Blake and my youngest sister are both in Portland. All West Coast though. No, nobody's gone back east. My second youngest sister lived out in Vermont, not Vermont. Sorry. My parents are in Vermont right now on mission, but my sister was in Connecticut for, um, like four or five years and loves it out there. So she may, she may end up there eventually, but most of the rest of us will stay out here. Very cool. Chris, uh, Chris shares the large family. Yeah. I'm one of seven. I'm number two. Nice. So. I get, I get that growing up, uh, environment. It's, um, it's unique, right? Yeah. What's the boy to girl ratio? Um, it was interesting. It went four boys followed by three girls and we are, um, my older brother is three years older and then I'm eight years senior to the next boy. So there's a big gap. And then from the, the next oldest boy, 
Um, they had five kids from 87 to 93. Whew. So they were busy th- for those years, for <laughs> sure. Them out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So there's so many Bobby jokes there. But... For some years. Yeah. <laughs> so many jokes. <laughs> All right, Ashton. Uh, you are currently on vacation in southern Utah with your family, so we don't want to take a ton of your time. But I do want to leave you with one last question, my friend. If you had any advice, and it can go back to your, your idea of harmony and, and what you're trying to accomplish, you know, through the, the new book that you're writing. But if you had any advice for dads that are out there from, you know, a divorced dad to a widowed dad to a, a dad that's been married for 50 years to a dad that's, you know, been married a couple years or to dads that are single, hit me with, hit me with what you want to, you know, knock it out of the park with. Dude, if you'll let me have two, I've kind of already said one, but yeah. the, the one that I've already said is to make sure you date your kids. That will pay. That will be such a, a benefit, beneficial thing. Your your girls will, will learn what a what a good man should do for a, a for her on dates and what that looks like, and and your boys will learn how to be responsible and also what it looks like to be a, a good a good man and, and a, a good person, right? Yep. The second the second one we talked about these Olympic mem- Olympic sized memories. The second one kind of deals with that, but also the regular day to day. My wife, her, she got a master's degree and it was in her thesis was on fathering. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Right. But <laughs> she, studied, she studied. Damn it. <laughs> and, and one of the main things that she learned or studied that has really been impactful for me is the, a principle that we're like, there's like core activities and then there's big activities and. Uh, a good dad does both. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you've got your kids 50 percent of the time, it's hard to do core things. But you should just sit down and make sure you have dinner, and mm-hmm. you do the dishes together, and you do those normal core everyday things, and pick them up from school. Not just the trip to Disney. Mm-hmm. Not just the big things where you, you know, like oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give them these big gifts and these big trips. Like if you have that without the core activities, then it doesn't feel as sincere. Yeah. Also, on the other end of that, if you do just the core things and you don't ever try to create an Olympic-sized memory, and you don't have to have tons of money to create Olympic-sized memory. You can do lots of things without tons of money, right? Yep. But there's got to be both. You've got you've to make sure you're doing core everyday things with your kids and then throw in some bigger events. Right now, I'm taking my kids to Zions National Park. That's a bigger thing. We're going to remember this. Yep. And then we're going to go home and I'm going to make them breakfast and we're going to walk to the bus stop and we're going to smell roses on the way. Right. Perfect. And that's just a normal everyday thing that they're going to remember. And, and so we've got to do both uh, as well as we can, because not everybody is going to be able to have an opportunity to do both, but as best you can make sure you're getting big activities mixed in with being a regular, letting them see you do regular stuff and being with them during all that. So love it. There you go. Love it, dude. Uh, appreciate you taking some time on your, your family vacate to, to join the dad life podcast. And we'd love to, to bring you back, especially, you know, once you become a full-time author and you're, you know, off signing books and doing your book signings. We'd and, love to have you in the flesh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta come, come to Layton, come to the old summer breeze studios. We'd love to have you here. Yeah. Love Thank it. you for coming yeah. on and, and talking to us. Um, super inspired already. I mean, great message. Um, not just uh, on us, but on everybody that's going to hear this. Um, it's been an honor, and I'm looking forward to reading your book, dude. It's going to be cool. Well, thanks, fellas. Appreciate you having me on.
Thanks, Dad. Life. Of course. All right, brother. Love you, man. Until the next time. Love you, too. Stay positive and love your life. Later. Later.